Welcome back to the Love, Truth, and Power podcast. In today's Men Are Talking series, Men Search for Their Fathers. This will be a three-part, one-hour journey. I invite you to this courageous and transformative journey where men realize the power of a father and their need for healing. Uh, welcome to the Love, Truth, and Power podcast, the next episode. Um, uh, men are talking. Uh, this segment is in reference to uh, searching for my father. Uh, that's going to be the topic uh, that we're going to address uh, this evening. Um, for the panel, I'd like you to introduce yourselves and if you would consider your own father to be present and engaged, just present, or not present. And we'll start. With Trayvon. All right, man, I'm, uh, I'm Trey, man, uh, Trayvon, man, everybody call me Trey. And my uh, my pops was definitely uh, present and engaging, for sure. For sure, man, he uh, he taught me a lot, he gave me a lot of gain and made me successful in life. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm Mike. Uh, my dad, for sure, was uh, present and engaged, uh, always has been, always will be. My name is Isaac. Um, my biological father's passed, but uh, my dad, my stepdad, my dad is he's been present since I was, you know, a little boy. So he's I definitely have a father figure that's present in my life right now. All right, uh, my name is Daryl. Um, I would say that my dad was. Um, and as time passed, um, the relevancy, you know, came. But initially, I would just say present, and I simply say present because I knew who he was. Yeah, I like that. All right, all right. Here it comes. I'm Daryl, and. Wow, I'm going to say that he was not present, but present. And we'll elaborate on that later. Based on your answer, how does that shape the view of your world as a young child? Start with you, Mr. Page. Well, it, 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 really, um, it really didn't impact me as a, as a kid because I had a backbone and I had a strong black woman mm -hmm. to carry that load and to fill that void that was missing. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it, growing up, um, it, it, there was no impact. For me, it, my childhood, it, it, wow, that's a two-part answer for me, I guess, because um, prior to my mom getting married, I mean, my only father figures was uncles, you know, but we got a close-knit family, so everybody corralled around me, <coughs> me looking back, everybody corralled around Isaac, you know, 
And um, so I didn't really know that I was missing something until my dad came in my life. Mm. When my mom married my father now and, and he came, that's when I realized that I was my, up until I was nine, that those years that I was missing. You know what I'm saying? That's when you realized you were able to realize. Yeah, when I was able to realize, like, just looking back, I'm saying, man, like, at that point, you know what I'm saying, he, the things that he did, you know what I'm saying, you know, for me, checking my homework, yeah. you know what I mean, making sure I was getting, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, so. And Trayvon, speak <clears throat> on Oh, man. It was, uh, it was beautiful, man. You know, man, my mom and my pop, before he passed, my mom and my pop were together. I think 20 plus years, so, man, it was great, man, and uh, another thing for my pops, man, just to see, like, you know, my sisters, uh, uh, my mom had another kid by somebody else, and my pops came in, and he took care of my sister, so, for me being young, when I was like six, seven, just knowing, you know what I'm saying, you know as a kid, and seeing him, he treated her no different, you know, he treated her no different, so, that, that just painted a picture of the type of man he was, you know, for me, coming up as a young age, you know, like, just to have some type of character and be, you know, honest and be a good person to the world, you know what I'm saying? Because he didn't have to be that way. He didn't, you know? Yeah, correct. And that's not part of the narrative that they show on the right, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. That, that, was a, that was a key word you used there, uh, character. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You can see mm-hmm. a lot of times that's what we are missing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> If you don't have someone to instill and, and build some sort of character for you, that that's when we had a tendency to to be lost. I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's 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 a key cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Right. Mike, I want you to talk to it and give me a very small. Uh, for my dad, I would say uh, he got to really be hands-on with molding me into the man that I'm supposed to be and the man that I am today. So early on, just being able to not only just tell me what to do, but showing me what to do uh, on the everyday basis. So he used to always tell me growing up, like, Take what you see from your friends, what their mistakes are, what you're, what they're doing wrong, what they're doing right, and apply it to your life. That's free education. That's something that you don't have to go through. That's something that you don't have to learn. It's free education for you, so you can move on with that in life. You don't have to make that mistake. You don't have to go through that either, and therefore you're ahead of everybody else when you apply that to your life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, let me speak briefly. For me, I, wow. You know, your mother being your, your first love mm-hmm. in your life, I, I, and that's why I said he was present, but he wasn't. Uh, when I realized who he was at, at a young age, um, listening to my siblings, it was still irrelevant to me, you know, because my mother was all I knew, right? Uh, I knew who he was. Yeah, I knew who he was, but and he was around, but he wasn't in my day to day. Yeah, you know, we weren't going fishing. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, 
I was one going to the park, <laughs> he wasn't coming to practice, you know, at around 10, I, I knew who he was, but uh, again, it wasn't a day-to-day, -day and uh, at a young age, of course, my mother was all I knew, and that's, that's all I needed at that time, mm -hmm. and we're going to come back to it later, but at that time, that, that's all I needed. Um, how old was your father when he became a father? For the first time, mm -hmm. at what age um, were you when you became a father, if you're a father? And do you think age helped or hindered the way that your father and you parent? So did your age, whatever age they was, did it hinder or help uh, the way you? parent your child. And Mike, I'm going to start out with you. Uh, well, my dad had me when he was 29. Uh, I would say that he had me at a good age, uh, career-wise and just uh, mentally. There was a lot of things that he still hadn't dealt with with him not having a dad. But I think him just knowing that he was having a boy, he knew already off rip what he wasn't going to do and what wasn't an option for him and what wasn't an option for him was taking care of his kids and his impact alone just not taking that same route as his dad and leaving and having that option like I'm going to follow in his footsteps really put an impact on me for my kids like no matter what's going on no matter what the marriage is like no matter what trauma you're going through in your life like you have a responsibility as a man to always take care of your kids wow I should speak to it mm. my dad my dad um, came into a ready made family and so he came in doing I mean, just to me, everything that a dad was supposed to do for, you know, for a child. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, they was in their 20s. Uh, for me, I had my first child at 19. And I think the question was, did age have a hindrance on me? Correct. Absolutely, man. I, I knew not. I mean, you, you do what you see. And so that's what I did. I mean, if it wasn't for him modeling like what a dad is supposed to do, I would have been more lost raising my newborn child mm -hmm. as a 19, you know, 18, 19 year old, you know, so I would say he did an awesome job just, just modeling what a dad is supposed to be with, you know, with their kid. I was like, I'm going to speak to you for a minute because you just have a different I got it. Yeah. Scenario, and and I hope that you speak to both at some point, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, but that's for you. You you're a no. But that's yeah, for I you. mean, that's for you. That's for I'll you. Just wait you're on the question. No. Yeah. yeah, I ain't <laughs> had the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, oh, oh no, no, yeah. we we'll, we'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah. my, my right. yeah, man. Um, yeah, my scenario is different. Yeah. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm gonna try to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so you. I got you. I got you. Trayvon, talk to me. Uh, 
I want to, I think my pops was, uh, was probably like, because I want to say my sister for sure. So he probably was like in his late 20s. He had me when he was in his 30s. And um, for me, man, I just had my daughter, uh, well, two years old. So I had her two years ago. I became a parent when I was 25. So she, um, having her, man, like, and having a blueprint to follow. Mm -hmm. Like, man, like, I know y'all don't know my pops, but he know, man. Like, his name meant something. You know what I'm saying? And that's important, though. I love the way you said blueprint. Yeah, yeah man. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gave me the blueprint to be and understand what a man is. Like, even though when I was 19, I lost him. You know what I'm saying? But the, the overall understanding of, like, okay, you got to do this, like, you want your kids to do this. Like, I understand it already. If I didn't have a father figure, I would know none of it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I would say it definitely, it definitely isn't a hindrance, but at the same time, I, I got to figure some stuff out for myself too, you know, being a man now, you know, so. Yeah, it's not the same path. Right, right. I wonder why you say he never asked for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he say he. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see you, sir. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, my scenario is, is, is a lot different. You know, as, as Isaac say, I can use that. As Max say, you know. <laughs> As Max say, you know, his situation is different. You know, mine is unique in his own way. Mm -hmm. And I, I say that because um, ahead of me, uh, y'all young guys might not know what this is, but it's like, mm -hmm. I'm the knee baby. <laughs> so there, there are eight seven ahead of me so by the time I came along um, my dad at that point and my mom was in their you know late 30s right, right. so the you would think the understanding and, and, and the words you use laying the blueprint would be there but because of the fact that, as I stated in my opening, it was, he was known, but not necessarily there. So I had to rely on what my mom provided and my older siblings. When I was born, um, shortly after that, that's when my dad decided he wanted to move, go away. Mm. Um, so my older siblings, yeah, that that they may have had that, but I didn't. And as I got older, I formed my own wall mm. when it came to him. <laughs> and it took me a minute to break through that wall. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so ah. mm. 
I can't say that regardless of what his age was when he had me, did that have an impact on how I raised mine at my age? Because I had my first one. I was 21. But I learned, and, and, and y'all going to get tired of me saying this tonight, I got mine from my mama. And I, and that's just that's just where it's at for me. Mm-hmm. Um, she the one taught me how to raise your kids. You know what I'm saying? This is what you're supposed to be as a man. You should be doing this and that. And I understand when people say, you know, a woman can't raise a man. Mm-hmm. Well. I have to beg to differ a little bit there. Uh, and I may be going off script a little bit, but you shouldn't have brought me in on that one. <laughs> um, a woman may not be able to teach you everything you need to know. But is that the stereotype, Dave, that everybody says? I mean, that that's not something that I, I believe myself. I, I, I don't believe it, but you know, but but that's sad. but that's the that's mm-hmm. I, everybody has heard that Correct. a woman can, yeah yeah and I'm wondering why why it's said well I I don't think I believe I believe that a you know a woman can't teach a man how to be a man they can show you give you their interpretation of it you understand what I'm Correct. saying you Correct. still need a man to show you how to be a man. And it don't have to be a father figure. I'm going to say a father, you know, a biological father. It could be a father figure, somebody that you didn't, that that pulled you up under their wing. But I I get what he's saying, though. And and that's it. Yeah, that's that. It's a a narrative out there. Yeah. It's one that I struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I have a woman that raised eight kids on her own. That's strong. That's that's I, I, and yeah. and out of that five of them are boys, are men, mm-hmm. and out of that five, none have ever been in the penitentiary mm-hmm. or locked that's up. Yeah. You know, so so it. I'm not saying she showed me everything about yeah, being yeah, yeah, some yeah, yeah. certain things. I had to learn on my own certain things. I. I learned by 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 association, mm-hmm. and that's what we talking about. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but that's what we talking yeah. about. But, I, but my foundation, mm-hmm. I have to take it back to her. Uh, and and as an M, does my age at the age in which I had my first child had an impact on that raising her or how? Um, I don't ma- I don't think it mattered if I had her at 20, 16, or 40, or 30. It don't matter. It's still going to be a learning curve. Right, right. So we got a newcomer uh, uh, to the panel. Uh, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. And, uh, uh, and would you consider your, your own father to be present and engaged? Just present or absent father? Um, hi, I'm mm-hmm. Nate Williams. And to answer the question, I would say it's both present and engaged. Mm-hmm. And well, all three, present, engaged, and absent. Mm-hmm. At the time in my life, it was absent. Mm-hmm. For a while, when him and my mom separated, 
and then it became present. And now it's even more engaged in the last six years since I found out my heart diagnosis. It's, he's been really engaged even mm. more. Mm. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Um, how old was your father? Talking to you, Nate. Mm -hmm. uh, when he became a father for the first time, uh, what age was he? Um, and for you, if you're a father, and do you think uh, age helped or hindered uh, the way he or and you or mm. you uh, parent? Um, Age-wise, I'm not sure exactly how old he was. I know, I'm 24. My brother's going to turn. My brother is 27, and my sister's going to turn 28. So I'm not exactly sure how old he was at the time, mm -hmm. but I believe age, he was in the military, age does not d deter, in my opinion, the base of how you raise your child. It's the maturity and how you were raised as well. It, it reflects off of how you were late, how you were raised and then maturity as well. Mm -hmm. And no, I do not have kids, but I treat my nieces and nephews as my own. Mm -hmm. If I did have kids, I would treat them the same way. Because, like I said, the way I was raised by my mom and my dad, the ghost, and uh, all the other figures in my life, I go stepping stones from there. Okay. Um, for me, my father was, we were almost the same age. My father was 28. Mm -hmm. I was 29. Uh, no, let me back up. My father was 28 when he had me. I'm the I'm the I'm the sixth child of my parents. So let me back up. Um, so my father was wow twenty one, and my mother she's gonna she's gonna when she sees this she's gonna say boy you crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I want to say he was twenty one. I was twenty eight. Um, for me. I was already <laughs> seasoned, <laughs> so I thought until my child came, give yeah. me a ball game. Yeah, that's what uh, I said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, yeah, I, I thought I was already, I was 28, uh, uh, I had joined the Army uh, late, not really late, went to college first, came back, joined the Army, so I thought I was seasoned, uh, but you're never really seasoned or prepared for a child to come, but what an extreme blessing it is to, uh, to have a child become a uh, father and a husband um, man did it hinder Whew. when I when I look at him for me I'm gonna say no because I was seasoned but when I look at him at 21 and then I try to put myself at 21 man please uh, for him yeah yeah being in the south born in the 30s uh, absolutely but can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. So, but when you say you being 21, you feel like that would have been a hindrance. Is it? Is it because of where you were at that time in life? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but remember what you said, and, and I think not, not necessarily what you said, uh -huh. but what Nate said and what I said, I think uh, Matt may have even said it, even at 21 
or 31, there is still going to be that learning curve there. You're not going to be ready. Correct. You Correct. Know? So, so you're, it, you're never ready. But when I, when, the one thing that I didn't uh, address or didn't look at is, is not just not being ready, not just being immature, but the other challenges that came mm-hmm. with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my father didn't go to school. I think he went to the fourth grade. So I'm in. A, I'm a little older than y'all. Uh, fourth or fifth grade, but they worked the fields back in the day. So it's a different type of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Even though he was 21, he was already grown mm-hmm. at a young age because that's the way it was in the South at the time. Yeah. You know, my mother she elaborated on it all the time. Uh, uh, didn't get a chance to have that conversation with him, but we'll get to that. But, yeah, I think age absolutely uh, plays a part. Uh, like you were elaborating on, Paige, I don't care how old you are. When you have a child, it's irrelevant how old you are. Uh, you, you, you never had a child before. Because at the child. end of the day, it's a life-changing event. Correct. It's Correct. New, it's something new for you. Yeah. It's absolutely. It's the dope. So, let's get into it a little bit. Uh, many children of color today are being raised by single parents, mostly uh, single mothers. Uh, and most of society would put that, that stigma on black fathers uh, as it's history, the lack of, of opportunity in the uh, generations of uh, oppressive practices uh, did not intentionally split up black families. Um, mm. Some of our fathers uh, uh, with these systemic processes in place turned to drugs. (laughs) This conversation is going to be one-sided. Turned to drugs, turned to alcohol, uh, even turn to, to other women that are um, uh, didn't have as much responsibility, didn't have uh, uh, too much expectations at that time. Um, and some of them just didn't get the opportunity uh, to have access to mental health at that time to fix families of color in crisis. So... My question is, are there any support systems like family, faith, social, or others that you think could have been helpful to our fathers who were absent or just present but not engaged? Start with you, Art. Absolutely. Um, I'm part of an organization. I'm one of six uh, directors in an organization called My Brother's Keeper of Greater Richmond. We teach uh, fatherhood development courses to men. Um, we use a curriculum called 24-7 Dad. And so we get men that falls in every category he just mm-hmm. talked about. We take them through a 12-week course, family, um, you know, uh, communication, uh, walk in the mother's shoes, you know, just uh, this whole course they go through 12 week program and 
to answer your question, if that program was present back in them days, I, you know. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And I, so, so I would say, yeah, um, there, now there are programs like that, you know, that men can go to and, and get that kind of help, you know. I, I, would tell, I would say this. I had a kid in my class that was 19 years old. Three kids, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He 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 wanted to know how to be a dad. He didn't have a father figure growing up. Drugs, the whole everything that he just talked about, and watching that kid just go through the class and listen to us talk and teach and listen to other men that's in the class and they, you know what I'm saying. When he graduated the class, he had a a better outlook on what it was to be a man and a dad, you know. So, so well. I want to see what you see back then and what but you see now. So right now, back if if I have to reflect back to my daddy, mm-hmm. I would have to say um, they did what they knew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And as far as a support system, the only thing you had was, and and, and like I say, I was. I'm a grown man, so I was born in the 60s. So the only thing they had at that time, and I'm just speaking at the age and in the time frame when I was born, I'm not going to even go back to when my, you know, my other siblings were born that are older than me. All you had was your teaching, your family, your church. That was it. There, it, it, the 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 support groups and and and, and what uh, mm-hmm. Matt mentioned, that wasn't there then. So they could only my daddy could only learn from the environment that he was in and what his dad had put on him. That's that's the only thing that in that time that's all they had. Um, Right, wrong, or indifferent—that's what. It, that's all he had. Um, now, does that excuse you or, or for for you know what you did or how you went about life? Absolutely not. No, because in that same time frame, there were men out there that were still raising their kids and doing things like that. So. Support system help were they in place in my era in my birth era? I don't think they were. I'm, I'm you know I'm born and raised in Alabama. No, it was not. So all you had was the community. That was it. So it it, it made some mistakes, learned from them, and but. I don't think he adhered to the entire community. You, you picked and choose where you wanted to follow and where you wanted to go because, like I said, there were those that were raising families, but you know, um, you may mention earlier about as you know the, the the narrative there about one of the reasons why you talk about women mm-hmm. and the other thing. Yeah, that that, mm-hmm. that 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 was you know uh, uh, an escape mechanism, right? 
that you're trying to get away from. You're trying to avoid the stress and the pressures of, of taking care of a family. Well, in, 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 in that era, I would say it was a fad. And I use fad because we, you go through times in life where you know, certain peoples are doing this, certain peoples are doing this and doing that. In that era, having a certain amount, you know, being a playboy and having one, mm -hmm. that was the thing. That, that was their thing. That was their thing. <laughs> so I, I, I would say it was, it was the era. He picked and choose. And we ended up the way we were. Yeah, and it's interesting when, when we talk and we know about the, the history of the past, about families, and there were large families back in the day. Yes. Nobody yes. has a large family today. Mm -hmm. So back then, you're looking at six, seven, eight kids, and I'm thinking like, okay, um, neither was the pressures of you trying to take care of them, but that was the way of the land back mm -hmm. then. Yeah. Everybody had large families. Yeah, right? So that was the excuse I was trying to give yeah, yeah. yeah. The norm for y'all. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I just wanted to uh, reiterate on that. So let's go back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want you guys to speak to your peers. So, so from the question, uh, uh, what advice are you giving to your peers in this struggle today? Uh, what would you, what would you say to them, the young man today that's out here uh, uh, struggling? Right. Absolutely. Absent, struggling, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we have a lot of definitions for it. Yeah, absolutely. So give me some, give me some advice. Talk to me. Come on, Mike. Uh, the first thing that I would say is to, like Max said, uh, get under somebody who can really help you. Somebody who's elevated at the position that you want to get to. Like, get a mentor or get a guy to really help you through. And battle through your issues and, and all that. And if you're on the spiritual side of it, go find you a pastor. That's what they're there for. The church is designed to help people. So getting connected with, with people like that and, and real men who have... Would your father be one of those people? For sure. That you would give him access to? For sure. Awesome. Uh, now now awesome. I would. Like now that my dad, finally he found somebody that he could get up under and that he could be poured into and he didn't have to necessarily feel like he had all the answers yeah. for I would definitely recommend him now. Mm. Mm. Trayvon, talk to me. Um, kind of to piggyback off what Mike said, definitely like uh, the knowledge is out there, especially for us on um, cell phones. Um, even in uh, you play video games, some dudes be playing video games. There's a lot of stories in there about fatherhood and taking care of your children. So there's things of is is it's kind of I ain't gonna say there's no excuse, but it's a lot of avenues for them not to be absent in their child life. You know what I'm saying? For Christ's sake, we got commercials on. You know, so man, I think they should just um, honestly just look at the look at stand back and look at themselves. Stand back and look at themselves and some of their vices, man, and go search for the help because it's there. It's there from all different angles. <laughs> You know, people spend however much hours on their phone. 
It's definitely stuff about fatherhood on that. They can point you in the right direction. It's the same. My father had the same. He didn't have that necessary that support system. Mm-hmm. But now, looking back at it, looking at Trayvon, is we have that. We have that and st- the stepping stones going from what our fathers didn't have. We learned from them or the other role models that we had in our lives. The mentor was a mindset. Pastor, a, fr- a, fr- a friend's father, it doesn't matter. Even if somebody in your family that you can always say, okay, I want to, you know, go mentor. He can, you know, I can step, follow behind him. At the end of the day, you look at it as, do I want to be, if your father was absent in your life, you have to look at it as, do you, do you want to be like him? I don't want to be absent like he was to my child. So we have the platforms, like Trayvon said, we on your phone all day. Google, Google, it's easy to Google that help that you need or that question, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever you need, the resources are there. It's, just, it's up to you at the end of the day to want to take that, that help, to get that help. Right. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. To say something real quick, man, mm-hmm. I just want to, uh, y'all, I know y'all daughters, you know what I'm saying, I didn't, you know what I'm saying, through high school, I, you know what I'm saying, took them in under my own and kind of protected them from the BS, you know everything to come with going through high school. So I just want to say something to y'all. Even though I didn't know y'all as much as I do now, y'all hello fathers, man. Y'all done, I, I'm i looking at you because, you know, my dad gone, so um, just how to raise a girl from mm. here. See, he didn't he didn't have to raise a girl. He we girl dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we so, we, we yeah. girl dad. Oh, he oh, got his girl. <laughs> yes, 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 okay, yes. so. And so you know from this point on that now that you're engaged with us, you have access. You have access. All of you. Yeah. And, that's what we yeah. and, 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 the, and the thing is, on this subject, and to, it's going to go along with what the, the problem with today's young man, or today's father, so I don't have to focus on that. We get too much pride, especially yeah. in the black home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the black community, I say, because that's what we're focusing mm-hmm. on. Right, right. It, we have too much pride to say, I don't know how to do this. Amen, brother. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. <laughs> how, how, look, man, you know, too much pride to say, man, my daughter just went through X, Y, and Z. Correct. Yeah. Daryl, for I don't call yeah. him Daryl. Yeah. Fry, <laughs> how did you handle that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what we have to do. And you, you, you have to be able to engage, man. They are there mm-hmm. and willing to give you advice. Yeah. But we have we have we have too much pride. And, and, and it's advice from experience. It's yeah. not just off the top. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm only gonna tell you what I've been doing. <laughs> that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's why I, mean. I use the analogy of my father era. It was there. You just have to ask the right mm-hmm. people. Yeah, right. You know, there, there's a choice. There's always a choice you make now. Yeah. You know, uh, am I am I asking? Am I asking Mr. McKay or am I asking Junebug in the street? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, there's a choice there. So it, it depends on where you get that. It, yeah. yeah. So it, it's there. I agree. Y'all, in y'all era, the cell phones and everything else, but our era it's coming up, it was, the, right, right, it was right, right, just yeah. being able to talk to somebody. And the difference between our era and y'all era is ours is one phone call. Yeah. One, phone, it's just one phone call or a text to yeah. call yeah. Mr. McKay. Yeah. Literally, I've seen him most of the times at four, over on Fort Lee. Yeah. It's a simple, 
Yeah. How, you know, it doesn't take that much. A yeah, lot of people yeah. now. We had to run to the neighbor. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. We had to go exactly. down the road. We had yeah. to run. Yeah. So, so let me, let me give my take and, um, wow, man, you know, for me, when I see, for my father, I thought, I think family had to be the biggest thing, the biggest support system. It was almost, what, eight, nine of them uh, back in the day. And I, and I can only uh, um, give my opinion of what I think yeah. that it should have been back then. Uh, they didn't have all of this. Uh, for me, personally, uh, it was my brothers uh, uh, in the military that, that, that was my support system. Um, Man, I'm gonna leave that alone. I want to go back to 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 my father until that time because one thing I didn't realize the stressors is that man, I never walked in his shoes. And the other thing was I never asked a question. Mm -hmm. We never had the conversation yeah. about about my curiosities mm -hmm. and, and my disappointments. And but we're gonna to get to that. Uh, but yeah. Again, that's a hard question. Yeah. Uh, like you said, um, different different answers. That's too far. Yeah, it's too far. Um, but there's things that's out there, and this is. I would say to you guys, and then you can move on after this to close out this segment. I would say this to the man or the young man that's struggling to be in his family zone. I know we got courts and all of that stuff, but. I would say this, don't find the mentor, find the model. That's what I would say to them. We're all looking for mentors. Everybody want to be a mentor, you know what I'm saying? But my dad, he modeled what a father was. So I knew what to do when Rachel or Brianna or Sierra Please, boy. was in certain, you know, when they got in certain instances, I said, man, I remember when my dad did this. Because it was something that was visible. It, he he modeled it. He may not did this all the time. All of y'all fathers did you that. You saw it. I saw it. Yeah. But didn't know I seen it because I didn't ask the question. Mm. I didn't know, I didn't recognize it till years later when it was my turn to be a dad. So, for, for those of you who have or had an engaged father, mm. Mm. Uh, what do you think was instrumental in him helping, help, in helping him in fatherhood role? And what do you think is or was the hardest thing for him as a father? Um, I think what was most in instrumental for my dad was probably for my, my mom. I think uh, she provided that balance for my dad that he, he really needed because my dad was, he didn't have a median at some time, so he would be really hard or he would be really too gentle when it was like, no, you need to get in there and discipline him or no, you need to relax, you need to talk this time and not that. She really kind of helped my dad work through his emotions with that, and just softened him up, and not and not made him or controlled him into being a man, but to let him know that there are different versions and variations of a man. Because my mom had her dad, and he was instrumental in her.
her life and my dad never had his dad. So for her to be able to be versatile and, and just for him to allow her input in how he dealt with me was I think the biggest um, instrumental piece and uh, So what was the hardest thing you think was for him? I think the hardest thing I think for my dad was relating because my dad grew up so different than I did. I grew up with both my parents. Mm. I was the only I'm the only child. I got all the attention, I got all the love, I got whatever I wanted. I didn't miss out on anything. Mm. I didn't have any traumatic experiences. My dad, he didn't have a dad. He had a father figure who adopted him mm -hmm. and he passed away a couple years ago and my dad's brothers weren't, uh, their dads are different than his. So for, for him, everything was different. He left the house to join the military at 18 and or go to college and he joined the reserves and then after college went straight to the military. So for him, a lot of things, what he did and the choices that he made was out of survival and out of not wanting to lack the way that he did when he was when I hear you, that's a great observation of your father and that you paying attention. Wow. Okay. I wish I was paying attention. But I know. Matt. I'm going to ask you, uh, the first question. His um, big mama, man, for him, like, mm. I feel like she led the way. I don't, I don't know if the baby died before I got here, but his mom and big mom, man, the way he used to talk about him. So his mom and grandma. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's big a big mom. You know what that is. I want you to know. I want you to know. We know what you're talking about. Now you're talking our language, but go ahead. Um, and I feel like what hurt him, man. He, he. I feel like my pops had a drinking problem. So I feel like losing everybody. He lost all them when he was, and probably my pops had to be like nineteen. And his brother died also. Mm. So like that, I could see that probably, that could eat at him a lot, you know? And then he was, his, my grandfather only got one son left now. So his other brother died in the midst after losing the other brother. So he, he been through a lot. So, you know, I think that's what hurt him most overall, you know? The most instrumental part would be my mom and my stepmom. Mm. Being where my, um, Technically, your half brother, but my I call him my little brother. Um, when he was born, or when my stepmom was pregnant with him, it changed my dad's whole mindset. Um, he was engaged, he was present and as engaged when I was, you know, him and my mom were separated now. And he was engaged, but his feelings, even now, come from when he was raised, how he was raised, because of how his stepdad was towards him. And it Kind of, he's the only boy out of you know out of all his siblings. He's the only boy. Yep. He's a mama's boy. Yep. So the way he was raised reflected on how he was he was towards us. And when my little brother, once my little brother was born, it was it started to change. It's, things started to change, especially him. My mom separated. He lived down in Texas, wherever in Virginia, so twenty two hours away. Is is so a big, the hardest thing for that's, him? That's the hardest thing for him is not being here and being what I went through. Me suffering a heart attack at the age of 21 was the biggest thing for my dad because, yes, I was diagnosed at 18, but once I got the heart attack, 
I had surgery that Monday. My dad got on the red eye flight and he was oh. in Virginia. Wow. Like he was in before I even got to the hospital, he was already yeah, right here. And then I had open heart surgery last August in the midst of COVID. He still made his way up. He's the hardest part and I've had wow. this conversation with him. The hardest part is him not being here from the traumatic experiences that I go through. Granted, the sports and all that is different, but the traumatic experiences, I've had two in the last year. I've had a car accident earlier this year, mm-hmm. which landed me in the hospital for two weeks. It, T-Bone couldn't take my life. He couldn't come up here because he was in between getting his vaccination. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, last August. And it showed me the past is the past. He learned mm-hmm. and matured, mm-hmm. and we had that conversation. That's the message. Yeah. That's the message right there. Awesome. Man, what a great story. Yeah. What a great story. You could do a whole other podcast on that kid right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm a witness. Isaac, uh, uh, I'm a witness to every time we said we're going to do another podcast, <laughs> I got to do it. <laughs> please, please limit. How many times we say that yes, this time? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, got three more. I want to come to you. You know I'm going to save you for that. See? I want to come to you, and I want you to take the the end of the question, the last question. What was the hardest? I want you to go reverse for me. Can you do that for me? What was the hardest thing for for Dad in that role? We know it's too hard to. And then take me to the what was instrumental for so I'm I'm gonna speak on for the sake of the audience so they know who I'm talking. Isaac, I want you to speak. <laughs> but, 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 but give it give it in, in, in his okay. defense. Okay. His defense. Okay. He has. Yeah. It, it's correct. It's correct. Yeah. I, it, but I don't want but him. See, but I don't can't. want him to speak just to the, because of the audience. No, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, he I have to choose. Yeah. I have am to I careful. speaking of biological yeah. or am I speaking of dad? Well, in, he, unless he, Mr. Page, yeah. you know I know that, right? <laughs> so unless he, he know. And, and, unless the question is specifically about my biological father, I won't. I speak about my dad because I, I got because yeah, he no. is my hero. Okay. And, 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 and let me let me let me take you there. Okay. When I say uh, what was the hardest thing for your father, you you would only know that. For your dad, because you probably were there growing up with him. I think the hardest part for my biological father was not being there, because he was around. I knew him. I mean, I see him every summer. I mean, I got good stories. We went to races, you know, drags, you know, Daytona, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think the hardest part for him was not being there. Um, I think the hardest part for him was me resenting him not being there. You know what I'm saying? Um, was that by choice? Um, I mean, you do what you learn. You know, when you when you are raised to hear, and you we hear in community when you are raised to see a mother's hurt from something, you take that. You know what I'm saying? It's part of it. I mean, because it was just me and my mom for the first ten years of my life. I mean, I had my grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But it was me and my mom. You know what I'm saying? For the first 10 years of my life, it was me and my mom. And so I seen her struggle. I seen her, you know, cry. I seen her. I remember this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you take on that resentment. You know what I mean? And I spent 
And the reason why they know, and I, <laughs> and so I spent my whole life resenting him because of that's what I heard and yeah. saw. But a man came in my life, and mm. God sent that man Talk to me, in my brother. life, Talk to in me. my mother's life, and he is everything a dad could be. Mm. And I think the hardest, you said what was the hardest thing about my dad's role? Um, and what was the other question? What was the hardest thing for him as a father? The hardest thing for him as a father was communication. My dad was never like how I am with my son and my daughters. You know what I'm saying? In your business, come in. So, so why do you think that was though? Was it was it talk to him? Is that what his father? He modeled was what his dad did to him. His dad was a deacon. You know, yeah. in you know in 1960s in country South Carolina, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you do what you was taught. And I've heard my mom say this all the time, you know, I only, I parent, you parent the way your parents yeah. were parented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's up to us to break that cycle. And so that would probably be the hardest thing was, like I told y'all, he modeled what a father was supposed to be, but he's an introvert. So he don't talk, mm -hmm. but when he do, you know what I'm saying? It's always a gem. You know, he's a Christian man, deacon, you know, before, and and, and, and he loved the Lord. And so that was probably the heart for, for me. I believe that was probably because when you asked me that question, I, I think that was probably one of the hardest things because he never really communicated when I was coming up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was that was probably one of the hardest things. And the other question was... What was instrumental <sighs> in helping him uh, in his fatherhood role? God. Mm. And his love for the Lord. Mm. The and, and regardless of where he was at in his life, I can, I can still see my dad sitting in his chair reading his Bible. I mean, I can see him reading his Bible. You know what I mean? And so... I think that was instrumental in him and the will to not fail. You know what I'm saying? Because he was always there. Thank you for joining us for part one of Men Are Talking, Searching for My Father episode. Join us in part two of the journey where these courageous men travel deeper in search for their fathers.